You're now listening to Churchy Life with Church Funny. Every week, we're bringing you fun conversations with real Christians from every walk of life. Make sure you visit churchylife.com for more. Welcome to Churchy Life, the podcast with Church Funny. This is your host, Damon Collins, the creator of Church Funny. I want to say thank you and welcome. Thank you for checking out the show. We have a very special guest. This is my good friend and brother. I, I like the term you use is good brother. I like I don't know where you got it from, but I like the term <laughs> good brother. This is Gerard Bonner. Say what's up to the people. What's going on, good people? Damon, what's up, brother? What's up, man? It's good to see you and uh, talk to you. Uh, yes, Gerard sir. is the creator and the founder of BonnerFiRadio.com. As many of you know, awesome radio station, um, online show that I've been uh, listening to for a long time and then became a part of the team, helping out with some of their web stuff. Um, I think before that, you were with Gospel Flavor. I think you probably yes. helped found that. Um, mm-hmm. Gerard's also mm-hmm. a mathematician genius, which I don't know anything about. Even as a software engineer, you'd think I would have some kind of mathematical inclinations, and I don't. <laughs> so, That's hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's weird. Like, you'd think I'd be good at math, but I'm definitely not. Um, oh, but yeah, tell us tell us a little bit more about, you know, who you are, the stuff you got going on. You have so many things going on, but just give us a little, a little brief, you know, intro. Wow. Well, uh, it's good to be here. I'm Gerard Bonner, as uh, Damon mentioned. Uh, I've got BonnerFiedRadio.com going on. Prior to that, uh, Gospel Flavor. Uh, I've been involved in the music industry now for 22, 22 years, 23 years, something like that, which is kind of crazy when I start thinking about it, because that makes me almost sound like a vet. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, let's see. We started Gospel Flavor in 1997, yeah. and uh, that was really just amazing to see where that went because at that point, of course, there was not really any sort of representation for gospel music on the internet. Right. So we were a big, big part of that. Shout out to my good friends James Robinson and Melanie Clark Pratt and uh, Stan North, and so. That really opened up a lot of doors from a journalistic perspective for me and from just making connections in the industry. And it led to me being in terrestrial radio uh, in Virginia Beach. I was at a station called Rejoice 100.9. Shout out to Mike Chandler. And that happened as a direct result of Gospel Flavor. So they brought me on initially to do an entertainment news segment. It was supposed to be a 15-minute segment. And the first time we did it, it turned into a two-hour situation, which was crazy because... Because they had callers call in and all kinds right. of fun stuff like that. That ultimately led into me uh, being a part of the morning show for them. And that's where uh, we actually won two stellar awards with that station as part of that. It was pretty crazy. But yeah. that's where I also had the opportunity to learn a lot about behind the scenes things in terms of you know working the board and production and commercials. And I had no idea that that would ultimately lead to the launch of Bonafide Radio. Uh, in September of 2009, which strangely enough, we're we're inching up on our 10-year anniversary, oh, wow. uh, which is just unbelievable to think about that. Um, so it's been it's been an amazing ride, uh, certainly with all that has happened uh, from Gospel Flavor to Bonnerfied Radio and all the other things that we have going on in terms of um, consultation and now Bonnerfied Management and you know podcasts and all sorts of 
various and sundry things. It's it's uh, it's been a whole lot of fun. That's a little bit about me. That's awesome, man. And you're so you're from Virginia Beach, is that right? Or is it, you from New well, York? Originally, originally from a little town called Monticello, New York. Okay, um, which is ninety miles northwest of New York City. And um, ended up in Virginia, going to college at Rich uh, at Virginia Union in Richmond, Virginia. Shout okay. out to HBCUs. HBCU. And um, oh yes, and then ended up moving out to the uh, Hampton Roads area. Went out to Hampton University to do uh, grad school. Did that for about a year and absolutely hated the program I was part of, <laughs> um, but loved the area where I lived. And so just ended up staying there for the the bulk of my adult life. And then in 2016, of course moved down to Atlanta, and um, things have just been amazing. Yeah. Now, did you have to learn the radio voice? Because you have, like, the radio voice down. So <laughs> when you got to the station, did you have to, like, learn how to do, like, I'm, I don't know, I can't, well, I, I probably can if I wanted to, but I'm, I'm not going to do it. Did you have to, like, learn to craft your voice into, like, the radio voice and make it you all, know. you know, crisp? You know what's funny? Uh, I didn't. It's kind of weird. Oh. Like people, when people meet me, they're like, "Wow, you actually talk like that." I'm like, "Yeah, I do." Um, I think what's happened now. Here's what's funny. Um, I really noticed this during the Bonnerfide Radio days, and that's probably because you know we have all of our shows on archive. So mm -hmm. every now and again, I'll go back to listen because one of the big differences is at Rejoice, it was a two man team. Right. So I was kind of, you know, the Robin to a Batman, so okay. to speak. But in that, um, I had a lot of the current events knowledge, a lot of the industry knowledge, et cetera, et cetera. Right. I was the younger guy, so it kind of provided a nice little balance. It's yeah. always different when you're Robin versus being Batman. Right, that's and true. And so, you know what I mean? So when, when I launched Bonafide Radio, it went from a two-man team to doing a solo morning show. Okay. which I found myself having to find my voice. Mm. So when I go back to some of my older shows, I go, oh my God, I can't believe I sounded like that. I That's can't funny. believe I said that. I can't believe I did that. So it was just kind of finding the rhythm and finding your voice and finding what would ultimately work. Right. There's no taking away Batman and then there's nobody there. <laughs> Right, right, right. It's a, it's a major just you know, it's like when background vocalists step out into the solo world. Everybody right. thinks it's so easy. It's not That's because uh, you have to carry a whole lot more than you did when you were just in the background. So for me, yeah. you know, it was a big difference going from being part of a two man team to being kind of the only guy doing it. Yeah. Big difference. Right. right. Another thing is. So I don't think I knew this for several years, but you actually play the piano and play keys. I don't know how long it took me to figure this out. You might have posted something on Facebook. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you mean yeah. You tell me. <laughs> that on top of all of this, you also are a musician and you play at your church and all that stuff. That's, yeah. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny? I, I intentionally... I, I intentionally kept that quiet from the industry because a lot of people try to take back doors to get into the industry. Ah, okay. So I said, well, you know what? I'm just going to keep the journalistic side over here. And yet all my church people knew on that side. So I think I first posted a video actually when I got here to Atlanta and it was just, <laughs> people just went crazy. And I was like, Oh, I didn't realize y'all didn't know. Yeah, and they were exactly. like, "Wait, what is this?" You know. Right. So, 
you know, but that that honestly is kind of part of the secret behind the way I program is because, you know, because and you understand this as a musician, as one with a musical ear, you can hear things in terms of what would be good with transitions, keys, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. what would kind of work close together. So that was kind of the secret for me was, OK, what would kind of flow well together? What would really make sense together? That's kind of how I program. But, yeah, I've, I've been playing way longer than I've been in radio. That's so awesome. it's yeah, it's been really cool for people to kind of start to, to see that part of me, which is kind of funny. So when's the improvisational gospel jazz album dropping? That's what I want to know. <laughs> when is it? You know what? I've been so the part the, the challenge of being in this industry is you meet so many incredibly talented people that you're just like, there's no way I'm even remotely. You know, I had a Who dream you telling? when <laughs> I'm like, you can sing like crazy though. Like what? I look no, I, I look I look at videos on Instagram and I'm like, what would be the point of me posting? <laughs> Well, see, I don't, I, don't get I feel it. like that when it. That's why I don't post stuff when I play because you know you got Corey Henry and yeah. and and you have people that people know and then you just have random everyday people who are just monsters and everyday I'm like everyday random people exactly everyday random people. That's what I'm like. No, I will stick to this. And you know if y'all catch me playing one day, great. But it, it's it's too much pressure. To try yeah. to get out here with these industry folks. It's just like, it's crazy. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know what? To some people, we are those random everyday beasts that yeah. are killing somehow. Yeah. I mean, we Which might is crazy. not. We don't think so. But Yeah, you know. exactly. Because I'm like, ah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> if you say cool, so. Right. But, God bless. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Um, yeah, that's funny. Okay, so, of course... I'm, well, I'm guessing you grew up in church. I, yeah, yeah, I did. You know, a lot of us grew up in church. Some people just found Jesus, but I, I think sure. you grew up in church. Shout out your home church um, and all of that good stuff. Yeah, so I grew up in Monticello, New York, and uh, grew up in a church called Bethlehem Temple Church, uh, which as I grew older, I didn't realize how much, uh, how, how, uh that was just kind of repetitive, right? Mm. Like it's like sugar diabetes, you know, as a kid, <laughs> as a kid, you grew up and you hear the old saints saying, you know, pray for so-and-so they got sugar diabetes. Yeah. And I didn't realize sugar and diabetes is pretty much the same thing. It's the same so thing, yeah. growing up, I, you know, it didn't hit, it didn't dawn on me that temple and church were the same thing, <laughs> you know, funny. but so be it. But shout out to BTC Bethlehem temple. Uh, in Monticello, New York, uh, grew up and and this is kind of, I guess, important uh, when you understand background. I grew up as an apostolic kid. Oh, it's important. <laughs> oh, it's important. People, <laughs> yes. you know what I'm saying? Like, people, oh yes. People don't always get that, but grew up as an apostolic kid. And and here's a, a fact I don't talk about publicly a lot, but this is probably cool for the podcast. Um, one of my childhood friends is Ty Tribbett. Right, and that actually happened because we were in the same organization. So we would, you know, connect and we would talk and we would laugh and we—I mean, like we became really, really good friends. Our parents were really close. Yeah, but there were so many talented people in our organization. Um, some may not know Keith Staten um, from Commissioned was yeah. part of the organization that we were part of. Because um, th the funny part to all of it was like. Keith Staten, Fred Hammond, all those guys were apostolic kids. Oh, wow. Which, you know, 
a lot of people didn't necessarily know, but there was also this thought in terms of music that kind of, when you started thinking about who the, the advanced musicians were, it was usually always Kojic, Kojic and the people. apostolic kids, yeah, you know? Yeah. So between those two, if there was music to be had, it was going to be bonkers. Yeah. So I grew up there and uh, was there really for all of my childhood. My grandmother actually founded the church. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, she founded the church and she was pastor until she passed away. And then I uh, I was there until I went off to college, went to school in Richmond. Um, then, of course, in Virginia, uh, was part of a church, one church called Mount Sinai. The other church, uh, which I spent the last eight years before I came to, uh, to Atlanta, it's called Wave Church. Shout out to Pastor Steve Kelly. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. That church absolutely changed my life. Um for the better, it's just still one of the greatest churches I've ever been a part of. And now here in Atlanta, uh, I have kind of a, a dual privilege where um, I am part of Hart Ramsey's church at Northview Christian Church mm-hmm. um, at his Atlanta campus. And then I also have the privilege of working with an amazing church called Chapel Hill Missionary Baptist Church. Shout out to my good friends, pastors Antonio and Loretta Grissom. She will kill me when she knows I've called her pastor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but that's kind of my church journey, and yeah. uh, it's so intriguing, just all of the things that have happened from start to finish. Um, back then, of course, I would have probably labeled myself as an apostolic kid. Now I'm just a, a Christian, a church right. kid, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all parts of the journey were very important. You know what's funny? Growing up, I don't even think I knew there was such a thing as apostolic. It was all right. just Kojic. That's it was all, all just was. church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Especially the, Kojic. Oh, yeah, and the funny part was, like, I grew up around uh, Daniel Johnson. So we both grew okay. up. He went to church a couple blocks from my house. We would sing wow. and be in the same circles. We were friends and stuff like that. We've known each other forever since we were kids. Didn't know he was apostolic at all because I didn't wow. know what. And I had been to his church. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, to me, it was all the same thing. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Back yeah. in the day, like, there were such similarities in terms of expressions of worship and things between Kojic and Apostolic. Right. Uh, but also back in that day, they were also very, uh, very determined to show the lines of demarcation depending ah. upon where you were. Interesting. You know, so certainly in the Apostolic Church that I grew up in, uh, they were very staunch on us being the only ones that were right, which kind of felt weird <laughs> right. to me, you know, so it was almost like, you know, Baptists weren't our friends and Kojic weren't our friends. And, oh, and I'm sure it, we could it, both go into stories for days oh my on Lord, all of mercy. that stuff because, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm, I, I am glad and I know you didn't ask this, but I am glad that where we are in the church world now the lines are so blurred that right. it's kind of all church these days. Yeah. And I, I can appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Um, so we just went through a little bit of your church history. Now we want to get yes. into something that you could think of a funny, a hilarious and interesting or weird church story. I know we all have them. I know you have an abundance of them. Oh, You've my been Lord. from the back end of the church to the front end. Yes. You've seen it all. Um, yeah. Even if you want to add in, even if you want to think about an, uh, a church type of event, for instance, the Stellar Awards, any anything you want to think of <laughs> where something hilarious might have happened. Um, well, there are many. There are two that come to mind um, okay. immediately. And I remember, I remember these vividly as children. Um, 
So firstly, I was kind of a, I started playing at like age 14. Okay. Um, strangely enough, my mom, before I started playing, was the church organist. No. And my grandmother also played piano as well. So it kind of ran in the family. And my mom, um, she uh, just loved the fact that I would play. But here was the problem. The problem was when they figured out that I could play, which at the time I could only play one song, they <laughs> right. then made me the church organist. She would not get up to play anymore. And I'm like, Ma, hello. <laughs> so our church. But how uh, this else is were you going to learn? You jump in there and play everything. Listen. Testimony <laughs> service is that's where you learn to sink or swim. I promise. You. Right. So the way that they would do our service, the order of service was they'd start off with what they call devotion, uh, which were a couple of songs. And then they would open up for prayer requests. So this one time for prayer requests. Um, and I don't remember if this happened in the same service because it was two different people or if they were just two different things that were super distinct. But I remember one person as a prayer request asking for prayer for Luke and Laura from General Hospital that they would get back together. Wait. It's an actual prayer request. <laughs> <laughs> it's an actual prayer request. <laughs> Pray for Luke and Laura oh, that they get back together. Not I Luke and Laura. Weak. No, dude. Luke and Laura. <laughs> the second one that I remembered super oh. distinctly uh, from a prayer request is uh, a, a lady who asked for prayer for Michael Jackson, and she prayed for Michael Jackson because well, he burned his hair. Well, at least he was a real person. Um, he was a real person. <laughs> at least, at least he was God an actual person <laughs> with uh, with an actual with a real issue. With a, right, with a real issue. <laughs> with Luke and Laura, I promise you, you know, oh. it was one of the funniest things. The other story that I remember very distinctly and... Um, Please just give me the freedom to do what I'm about to do because you're going to appreciate this. Um, We were in the middle of testimony service again. Once again. And (laughs) once again. And um, there was a crew of us that were playing. I was on, I was playing the organ. My cousin was playing drums. My uncle, who was a beast, was playing bass. And then we had um, an older lady who was playing piano. Mm -hmm. And it never failed. That the when this older lady was, we had two piano players. One was my aunt, one was the older lady. When my aunt would play, we knew okay, everything was going to be in lockstep. We were yeah. just gonna, we were gonna ride it out. When the older lady would play, we never knew what was going to happen. Of course it, not. You know, she'd always be a half step below where we were. Uh. She would always be, you know, about two beats slower. So anyway, we had finished this one song, and this one lady who was one of the mothers. She got up and, you know, she was kind of, you know how you would have, you'd have like the, the mothers that you knew like were for real, for real saved. Oh, yeah. And then you had the folks that they called mothers because she was just older. She's just, yeah, and she needed something to do. Yeah. 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 So she was in that class and she got <laughs> up to testify. And this is what she said. She said, you know, uh, I just want to thank the Lord for these musicians. You know, I love it when, when was my uncle. He played bass and organ. I just love it when he plays the organ because he's just so wonderful, you know, and I love it when Eva, who was the piano player, she plays the piano, but that boy on the organ, oh, I don't no. know what the hell he's doing. Oh. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> like, wait, whoa, what? <laughs> on a Sunday morning, I was like, oh my God, first of all, I didn't know you would oh. say that kind of word, ma'am. 
And I right. mean, she said it was water and just like kept going. I'm like, oh and just my kept it pushing. Like, this is what happens. And, wow. Yeah, church is a, a crazy place. If I brought you a modern story, there was a, a, a watch night service in oh, Virginia. Watch night. watch night service in Virginia. And um, this guy who had been at our service for a while, you know, he'd been saved. I didn't know what kind of life he had led. Right. But um, he, you know, he was a dedicated guy. He came in, did his thing. So he came up to the front of the church and he was giving his testimony about how the Lord had, you know, spared his life and how God's done all these great things for him. And he, he says, you know, people don't know this about me, but, you know, the enemy tried to take me out. You know, I got shot five times and he lifts his shirt up. Oh, <laughs> Bare chested to show us his shooting wounds. Oh. And I'm like, Jesus, oh, what no. is happening right now? Oh, man. I'm like, wow. Oh, he's a living I testimony as well. <laughs> and here's the problem in all these scenarios, I am on the organ, and the organ has me sitting facing the crowd. Oh, so it's great. like I don't have much space to hide my facial expressions. <laughs> Lord have mercy on our oh, souls. That's, that's great. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> it just got yeah. you out there. Oh yeah, oh, taking yeah. the brunt of all of the uh, the foolishness. That's yeah. There are uh, there are obviously more, but that, yeah, yeah, that's just, all, a look, just a couple. Look, yeah. I know. I remember somebody got up. I want to say they who did they ask for prayer for? It might have been for. You know what? Actually, it was Michael Jackson. Oh, wow. Somebody did the same thing. I was trying to, th I was like, I know somebody asked for, somebody did the same thing. And it wasn't after he got burned or anything like that. Okay. This might have been during the trials. Oh, wow. Well, and he they got a, trials. Yeah. He needed the prayers. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. God bless people you. will, people will get up and do pretty much anything during oh. testimony service. Which is probably why they don't have testimony service anymore. Yeah. Because people just take these liberties and, oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah, just hilarious. I'm hilarious. seeing there's going to be a trend because I've had a, I think one other person talked about some hilarious testimonies. Um, and listen. Yeah. Testimony service is the way to go. I, I do have one other funny one. Mm -hmm. Please forgive me, but but you have to. For the story to work, you have to kind of tell it unedited, right? Look, go so, ahead and tell the story. <laughs> so, and, and I hope he won't mind me saying this, but uh, one thing I loved about our pastor, Pastor Steve at Wave, is he was just straight no chaser. Amazing guy, incredible guy. And part of his story is, you know, he grew up in Brooklyn, but, you know, as a child, he moved over to Australia and spent the bulk of his adult life in Australia. So he has okay. a very heavy Australian accent right. and uh, did some work as president of Hillsong College and, mm -hmm. you know, just very well connected. So what he would do, you know, because his mom and his family is still over there, you know, every, you know, every few months or so, he'll go over to Australia and uh, he'll spend some time with his family, do some stuff with churches, et cetera. Um, so the best Sundays or the most unpredictable Sundays would be the Sundays fresh off of Australia. Okay. He would come back from Australia, and I'll never forget this one Sunday. He came back from Australia, and um, he literally, you could tell he had jet lag. 
Um, but it was like the funniest thing. So he's in the middle of his sermon and he says, you know, this was around I, I, some, some sort of scandal had happened in the church. Mm. And he said, um, he said, listen, I, I really need to tell you guys this. He said, you know, obviously I love my wife very much. Um, okay. but if something ever happened where you heard something about me and my wife having a falling out, please pray for me and know that, you know, um, I, I would want to do my best, et cetera, et cetera. He said, if you ever heard, um, about, you know, me kind of getting into some sort of tussle with someone like, please pray for me. Like, it's just, you know, I want to do better. If you ever heard that I was caught up in a situation with, uh, another man and I cheated on my wife with another man, it's a damn lie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need your prayers at this point. Don't pray for Guess me. What? It's a flat out lie. Uh, he said it so matter of factly, and I know some people are going to think I have a hot mouth. I really don't. But these are the things that the people said. It was so, I mean, like everybody lost it. I mean, lost. Uh, Sunday morning, 9 a.m., lost oh it. Oh, my goodness. It, it was just, Dude. oh, gosh. <laughs> so it's proof that funny church happens in just about every church you can go every to. every oh, every single God. church it's man this is what we grew up with and it's it's funny yes. like people like I, I like the you know church funny was built just around the the idea that you know we're just people we have a whole lot of hilarious stuff happen to us oh, yeah. Oh, we yes. have so many hilarious experiences that make us, you know, who we are and stuff like that. And a lot of times we don't get to share that stuff unless it's right. in our circles, right? right. And we're right. supposed to be trying to reach other people. And so I think people are more likely to respond to you if they know you're like them and you have, you know, yes. a sense of humor. You're not totally. floating on a cloud next to Jesus hand right. in hand all day long. It's, you know. People, Absolutely. pastors are cussing other people out in the pulpit, okay? Listen, <laughs> Just listen, in case they need listen. to know. But, but I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I think that people need to understand that in church life, first of all, it's one of the funniest places on planet Earth. Absolutely. Um, it is one of the funniest places on planet Earth. And so often, you know, because so many super serious things happen, we haven't learned how to balance it with right. Fun things, and you can't deny it. I mean, something funny happens in church almost every Sunday or every time you come in. It's unpredictable. That's that's what makes it work. You know? Yeah, man. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> okay, so before we get to our next segment, we want to give a quick shout out to our podcast sponsor, and that's ChurchyDate.com. ChurchyDate is the best new Christian dating site where the goal is to connect single Christians through faith, laughter, and love. It's got all the features you'd want on a dating site, plus some really fun and churchy questions to make sure there's no unequal yokes, a man being formed. <laughs> so while other dating sites cost around 30 bucks a month, Churchy Dates Premium Membership is only $5 a month, and they've even got super discounted six-month and yearly plans. Register and create your profile for free on churchydate.com and use the promo code CHURCHYLIFE to try a premium membership out completely free for one month. Go ahead, browse for your sanctified boo at churchydate.com. All right, well, we have our next segment, and it's called The Holy Hot Seat. The Holy Hot Seat is where we're hitting you with some random, just little questions that'll test out your holiness, you know, the your, your knowledge of God and the things of God and the people of God. 
And the the yeah, that's enough. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I had some more in my head, but I couldn't oh. I couldn't pull them out right then. So oh man, this is yeah. Gonna be great. Yeah, we're gonna hit you. It's easy stuff. It's all good. Okay. Let's see. What's your current obsession? And this could be a new hobby, a person, a song, a new gadget, anything. Oh, man. I hate to call this an obsession because my wife will probably hate me for it, but there's a mobile game that I love to play. Yeah. It's called it's called WWE Champions. Of course and, it is. Well, of course it is. <laughs> yes. Of course it is. You know, and uh, it's just one of those games that I enjoy. I love playing. I play it fairly regularly. So, yeah, that's my that's my new my new deal. Nice. What's the what's the um, play style like? Is it um, like you put a team together? How, how does it work? Well, it's interesting. You get to build your rosters yeah. and things of that nature. And it's it's a mixture of combat based on uh, kind of the bejeweled concept. Basically. OK. OK. You know, so you're matching gems, but. You know, each of your guys' moves has a different strategy set and different move set and different impact. So okay. it's really quite cool. It's a lot of strategy involved. So my little mathematical brain likes that kind of foolishness. So see, yeah. I don't, I don't do the strategic games. I just want to punch people and run, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, no, this is definitely strategic, and it's got <laughs> where you can play other players, and you're in a whole faction. You can play against other folks around the world it's really quite neat i enjoy it you probably got tired of me beating you in words with friends is that what happened you know what no i st- <laughs> believe it or not i still and we're doing game we haven't played in we quite are. some time it's sir. been a couple years at least i haven't played in a while we need to fire one up after this we do yeah um but i i do still play words with friends that's still my longest running game yeah um and it was number one for a long long time but this one kind of overtook that so it's like number two on my games list these days. But those two, yeah, I'm, I'm set on games with those two. Yeah, and don't make me a liar because I know good and well um, you beat me probably way more times <laughs> than I beat you. <laughs> but I beat but you, you know a good amount of times, I oh, guess. You, you, you have you are a a a true rival. So <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely a rivalry, that's for sure. So we, yes. we need to get that going again. Yeah, absolutely. I'll send you the request when this is Please over. do. Yeah, I'm Please gonna do it. Do. I haven't been yes, on there sir. in a long time. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's about time to start it up again. Let's yes, do sir. it. They they've added some new things too. Like you can um you can get some new types of gen or new types of tiles. Oh, okay. And uh they've got streaks on there and they've got also some neat, neat Neat stuff. Okay, cool. I'm gonna check yeah. it out. Yes, sir. Check it out. Um, let's see. This is a one I asked. I think almost everybody. What's your favorite after church spot to eat? Because you know we all got to go eat after church. What's eat, the favorite we spot? Do. Um, let's see. It's funny. Usually, I'll just come home. Um, strangely enough, I'll make a shopping stop to Trader Joe's. I know that sounds really boring. Um, but <laughs> if if we end up going out, okay, so there's um, a place called Twisted Soul, um, which is just amazing here in Atlanta. Atlanta has so many good eating spots. Yeah. It's called Twisted Soul. They're known for their peach cobbler and just other really random, amazing dishes. Uh, I like that spot. And uh, there's actually a spot which I, I, I – <sighs> I end up picking up stuff because usually my wife's home, at least this latest run since she was pregnant and had the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd stop at a, as a soul food spot called Annie Laura's. Okay. My only issue with even shouting them out is 
their their weight is so long ah. um, and they haven't fully nabbed down the whole customer service thing. So mm. I hate to shout them out, but you know, I'm just being completely transparent about where we end up going on a Sunday. Um, now there's one other spot, which is probably my wife's spot. There's a spot called Rum Punch Brunch, okay. which uh, is kind of her speed. It's a whole brunch. It's kind of got Jamaican cuisine. Nice. Um, it turns into a bit of a party as well on a Sunday afternoon, which is a great way to, you know, just kind of do some things. So that's her deal for sure. I'll go with her every now and again. But um, yeah, usually I'm, I'll do one of those or just come straight home. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. This is a good one. So in your industry, and that could be in the the gospel music industry, in the radio industry, uh, journalism, piano playing, who do you look up to? Wow. Uh, okay, the very first name that comes to mind is uh, Jeff Grant. And he is a longtime industry veteran who worked at Verity, worked at Warner Brothers, um, you know, uh, a, a stalwart in urban music, okay. who was one of the people that I met uh, early on uh, in this whole deal, who's always been consistent. You know, when I met him, he was vice president of radio at Verity, which then turned to RCA Inspiration, but he was so unassuming. And he's become one of my closest and dearest friends. I call him my uncle. He's like a father to me. He has uh, shown me how uh, how you can be in this industry and still be human and still be normal and not allow the glitz and glamour of it to get to you. Yeah. Um, because that happens a lot in, in the entertainment industry where, you know, people get a, a, a modicum of success and all of a sudden, you know, they're untouchable. And he's just a regular, everyday guy who walks with integrity, who I've admired uh, from the day I met. So he's definitely uh, top of that list, without question. I believe I met him during the Stellars when we used to come out for the Stellar Awards. It's Uncle Jeff, right? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, he's dope. And he's a photographer, yeah. also like yes. you are. He's yes. got that um, Faces of Praise book yes right? he's got a great book out that's right that's yeah right. i'm gonna have to get him on the podcast too because that'll be he, now you want to talk about funny <laughs> good, lord. good lord he's hilarious yeah i'll definitely um hit him up about being on here yeah, yeah that's awesome yeah yeah let me see should i hit you? should i do another one that's no you. <laughs> no I'm, I'm for it i'm game i'm game we'll do yes, one sir. more so besides the bible name one uh -huh. of your favorite books one of my favorite books, uh, this book was actually really instrumental in kind of providing a degree of success for our marriage, which I think is important. It's called The Sacred Search. Okay. It's called The Sacred Search. It's from Gary Thomas, and um, it really talks about why you choose the mate that you choose. Hmm. Um, a lot of times we get into the who, but the why becomes important and really digging into, you know, the reasons behind even dating, the reasons behind pursuing your mate. Oh, wow. And, uh, it'll really challenge you in that regard. Uh, Yanni and I read it while we were dating and, uh, it really made for a great discussion piece. Yeah. The other book that I really like is a book that I'm sure a lot of people have read uh, about the five love languages from Gary Chapman. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I reference that pretty regularly because I didn't think I, I, at first when I heard of it, I was like, oh, this is nice and cliche. I get you. But it really has been helpful uh, in communicating with my wife and being able to understand, you know, how to be able to relate to her and yeah. to speak her language and even to define my own language when it right. comes to love. So those two books are pretty important um, because and, and I know we don't have time to really get into this, but I think. One of the things that happens in this churchy life, which is why we probably need churchy dating and other things, is that we don't have enough resources to really impact people and their love relationships and marital relationships. And so these kinds of resources become really, really good to make marriage effective. So those two books are the books that uh, I really, really enjoy reading and referencing. That's awesome. That's what's up. So, man, I want to thank you. Gerard, for coming on the show. I really appreciate you sharing uh, this peek into your churchy life and the hilarious yes, stories, sir. man. It's been great. Let everybody know. <laughs> don't don't start thinking about other stories and laughing now. No, no, no. I won't do I it. I feel I a testimony welling up in your spirit that you want to... I'm not going to do it. I'm we'll not save them. Do it. We'll save them for the next one. We'll, we'll get you on yes, another sir. one. And you can hit Absolutely. us with some more. But let Absolutely. the people know where they can find you, uh, where they can find your personal... Um, if you want to share whatever, your Instagram, your Facebook, all of that stuff, let them know. Sure. Absolutely. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Bonnerfied. Um, and if you're looking for my name, of course, it's Gerard Bonner. You can follow what we're doing at Bonnerfied Radio, uh, at Bonnerfied Radio on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, BonnerfiedRadio.com is the website where, of course, you can find what we're doing with the radio station. Also, we do consultations for management and things of that nature. So you can find that information on the website there as well. And um, I think that's it. Uh, of course, we've got tons of shows and podcasts and all sorts of cool things. But yeah, you can find it. If you follow any of those social media channels, uh, you'll be able to access all that information that way. Yes, sir. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you again. And we'll uh, talk to you again soon. Absolutely. And I appreciate you. Shout out to you for this platform, man. This is amazing. Keep up the good work. I appreciate it, brother. Thanks, man. Thank you. All right, dude. Well, we'll see y'all next week. Thanks. Awesome. For full episode information, show notes, and links to anything discussed on this episode, visit churchylife.com. For feedback and guest suggestions, email churchfunny at gmail.com. If you love what we're doing, show your support with a positive rating and review on iTunes. Please don't forget to subscribe and share Churchy Life with your friends and family. 